1: Welcome back to site everyone. This is, of course, Carlo, and uh, I am joined by none other than my other fellow time travelers into the late Cretaceous. Hello, Chris. Hey, I, I, welcome. <laughs> yeah, and, well, well, and Welcome to Deep Time. Yes. And, and Kurt, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great now that President Keith has won. Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, dodged a the bullet there. Oof. Yeah. Uh so we're going to be talking about uh, uh yet another I, I can't seem to I can't seem to quit the guy Ray Bradbury uh story A Sound of Thunder for our next Dinovember November um episode and this one has I mean, you know, it, it, Anytime we're talking about dinosaurs, there is a probably a 50-50 chance that there's time travel involved as well. So mm. this one has both mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and some very ham-handed politics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even remember how long ago I read this for the first time, but it's been a while uh i I want to say I probably read it as a kid or as a as a young teenager because you know dinosaurs were in it. Mm. they hunt a t rex they 're going mm-hmm. on a safari.
2: I can tell you right now I read it when I was in fourth grade mm. uh, and i don 't remember what the reading guide was, but we had like a like a class, like, you, you know, it was like a re- it was like a fiction collection like a, like a like a teaching anthology that had a bunch of short stories, abridged short stories, very strangely abridged short stories. I remember that there was a uh, Sound of Thunder was one of them. Um, I want to say there was some there was some poetry and verse. There was like I think like Casey at Bat was was there mm-hmm. and, and yep. um, there was definitely a, a heavily abridged version of of um uh the most dangerous game was also mm. was also in there so it was a real a real whirlwind tour of uh classic short short fiction and sound of thunder was definitely in there um and i actually think i've tracked down the actual the the specific abridged version that i read um and it's pretty funny what what, what they abridged it's it's a little weird what they abridged but
0: yeah i mean it's not like it's a huge story anyway <laughs>
2: It's not. No, no. So, well, well I'll tell you right now, the part that they abridged is the part that's actually the really good writing. Like there's a few <laughs> more like stream of consciousness sections and they were like, mm. snip, kids don't need that. They just want the dinosaurs. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Kids fucking hate that bastard Deutscher. <laughs> they, they love <laughs> President Keith.
1: <laughs> well you know they, they 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 figured perhaps quite rightly for certain children that um that there was unnecessary stylistic flourishes in in the text that didn't move the plot along so <laughs> mm. get rid <laughs> of that cares? shit
2: who cares who cares about the time machine just say it's a gu- <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of wires bro <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's silver and it's got wires what else do you want yeah so i honestly this might have been
0: my first time actually like reading the full story um i because i i you know i've always been aware of the story and like it's the idea of it but um i think this is the first time i've like read the full story so mm-hmm. um yeah it was interesting to uh, there like kurt was saying uh that the stuff that they probably cut out um it, 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 there's sections that are really nicely written um like uh like Kurt was saying, they're more impression, like real impressionistic. Um, I, I really like this one paragraph that starts: uh, "The jungle was high and the jungle was broad, and the jungle was the entire world forever and forever. Sounds like music and sounds like flying tents filled the sky, and those were pterodactyls soaring with cavernous gray wings, gigantic bats of delirium and night fever." Eccles ba- bounced on the narrow path, aimed his rifle playfully. I like I, I that I don't know. Is it just me or is that like a little bit like higher? Uh, bradbury like he's not normally that like
2: it definitely is yeah definitely stylistically different the one that i was going to read was the one at the very beginning of the story and this was i i I compared a couple like i actually went and found a couple different abridged versions that were like you know abridged like you know stories for kids Uh, and almost all of them cut the paragraph that's at the very beginning that goes like a touch of the hand and this burning mm. wood on the instant beautifully reverse itself out of chars and ashes, out of dust and coals, golden salamanders, the old years, the green years mm. might leap, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And they almost all cut the, and it's beautiful. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fucking mad though. It's like, it's weird. It's, it's mm-hmm. grammatically incorrect. It kind of blurs tenses and phrases together. It's just, this kind of running stream of consciousness. I, I love when it's like, Everything returning to the fresh death, the seed death, the green death to the time before the beginning. It's like very mm. like I don't know, it sounds like something that uh like a weird prophet uh, yeah. would, would would say and then <laughs> and it's it's very jarring where it immediately goes back to guy going unbelievable. A real (laughs) gosh darn time machine makes
0: you think. Well, and and that's, yeah. And it's the, the, like the difference between like the clunky, like, like 50s style sci fi, like, you know, classic, um, uh, Mr. Scientist, this machine that (laughs) you say it travels through time, like that kind of style, compared to these like stream of consciousness, like beautiful flowing paragraphs, um, it 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 almost makes you think that the clunky dialogue was maybe intentional, but for I I I don't know to what purpose, but I wonder if just
2: dialogue was that way, like yeah, that's it's it's entirely possible that like yeah, in, in much the same way as you know if you if you watch a movie from you know from like the 40s or the 50s like the dialogue tends to be the dialogue tends to be much more stylized kid and blah, 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 mm. blah, you know and and everyone's like just t- saying a, a million words all the yeah. time yeah. um and they're saying everything out loud that comes into their head uh because it's that much more like f- theater style and so mm. i kind of wonder if it's if it's if if it's written like that cuz i feel like a lot of st- stuff from the 50s is kind of written in that like, gosh, yeah. Willikers, I better say everything out loud. I'm, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> yeah. There's a particular part later on where, um, Eccles is like, I'm in over my head. It was never like this before. Everything was always safe before, but this time it's really difficult. Oh my gosh, I'm panicking. Oh no, I'm running away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: His, 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 like the, I love how quick his switch flips to, from like, <laughs> you know, like the Great Way Hunter to like, you know, Cowardly like <laughs> puddle a piss
2: guy. He, he makes the Scoopy Doo bongo running like
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, he's face to face with a T-Rex instead of uh, you know, like some poor yeah, you know, like some poor, almost blind rhinoceros who might charge you, but that's only if it catches a whiff of you <laughs> um yeah i i don't know it, it is weird right because right after like you said kurt right after he has like this big sort of like really poetic and sort of um image-laden thought about you know how the time machine looks and uh like the it, it's it's almost like a, evoking like what is it the uh, how is the phrase um time is the fire in which we burn except mm. that in this case it's you're you're burning backwards right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh because you're go- he's going to go back in time mm-hmm. uh but then like that that switch when he opens his mouth and sort of ruins everything makes makes me think that maybe also it just could be that he's just that's the way he talks <laughs> and the way he thinks is much more po- poetic at times um but you know he's he's a man of action it, <laughs> it it
2: reminds me of that sequence that I talked about in Damnation Alley uh mm. where um What's his name? Hell Hell Tanner is like waxing poetic about the sunset and the and the changing world, and then someone's like, "What are you thinking about, Hell Tanner?" And he goes, "I'm jerking off in my head." <laughs> it's very much the same sort of dramatic one
1: eighty. <laughs> <laughs> that that I oh, I'd forgotten about that, and it, it is such a funny way to like just dismiss. well, you just seem to be staring into the distance there, hell Tanner. What you mm. doing? Jerking off my head, buddy. Uh, fuck off. I'm <laughs> interested. Never mind. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so uh you know, like uh, as you were mentioning, Chris, uh, you you it sounds like you may have actually come across um lots of the sort of like rifts or mm-hmm. the 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 stuff that it that has already been sort of like influenced by this story yeah uh, and it is weird because it, it does seem to have like a lot of little tidbits here and there in different areas uh we're, we're gonna cover one of them uh a little later but mm-hmm. but you know w- the basic premise of the story is uh, guy is at a time safari uh, Eccles signs up for a, a time safari where they have sort of um, gone ahead. They've scouted ahead in time. They have figured out, you know, <clears throat> a dinosaur that will soon die. Uh, and therefore, you know, to avoid any type of uh, messing about with, you know, time and, and the consequences of, of killing something that should have been alive versus mm-hmm. uh, something that will be soon dead. Um, they they go ahead and mark uh like this T-Rex uh with red paint mm-hmm. uh, they they do some they do some airsoft uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Banksy
2: ancient Banksy <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh and it's it's a T-Rex trying to catch his little balloon with his tiny little arm poor t-rex um so anyway uh they go ahead and mark it so that you know the 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 safari will know exactly which animal they're they're there they they have like this pathway that floats over the terrain so that no one has to step on anything uh and and there's so basically it's all designed so that um any type of time paradox or, or or any type of um issue would be avoided mm. and you only kill the the animal that is sort of fated to die. And so uh th- let, let me just go over that because there is an interesting little tidbit here. Um so so Eccles is talking to the the lead uh on his particular safari called Travis. And so he says uh so they're dead, said Eccles. So what? So what? Travis snorted quietly. Well, what about the foxes? It'll need those mice to survive. Mm -hmm. For one of 10 mice, a fox dies. For one of 10 foxes, a lion starves. For one of a lion, all manner of insects, vultures, infinite billions of life forms are thrown into chaos and destruction. Eventually, it all boils down to this. 59 million years later, a caveman, one of a dozen on the entire world, goes hunting wild boar or saber-toothed tiger for food. But you, friend, have stepped on all the tigers in that region by stepping on one single mouse. So the caveman starves. And the caveman, please note, is not just any expendable man. No, he's an entire future nation. From his loins would have sprung ten sons and so on and so forth uh it 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 ends with a um rather prescient uh echo saying i see then it wouldn't pay for us to even touch the grass
2: <laughs> <laughs> never touch the grass
0: never log
1: off <laughs> don't fucking touch grass that's that's the that's the message here
0: i will walk backwards down the path flipping off hell <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will never touch grass um yeah so uh but, but it is, it is funny because it, it, it does like the logic seems very, um, very sort of circular, mm-hmm. uh, the, the minute I started rereading, I was like, yeah, this makes sense if I read it without thinking about like, well, how many of those particular, you know, lions, foxes, cavemen, and so on, mm-hmm. uh, actually die just of natural causes or were not ever fated to live anyway. So it doesn't right. really, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure that you can calculate all that, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, a little bit of Ian Malcolm going on in there. Well, I I think the point, though. I, I mean,
2: I I I I agree that it's obviously it's not a perfect system. You know, if if the point is any change is infinitely magnified, then then the change wrought by trying to prevent the change is itself, you know, going to magnify stuff. But um, their their point about killing stuff that was only going to die anyway uh their their goal is to ensure that the stuff in the future that would have died still dies and the stuff that lives still lives it's not that they're mm-hmm. that they're trying to maximize the number of things that are created just to preserve that that chain of 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 events although it it is funny when you think about like just how much other extra crap they're doing like like they're making quite a big of you know quite a big commotion <laughs> Mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> so anyway also yeah, that, that fucking t-rex is gonna step on a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how many butterflies did it step
1: on? those butterflies were fated to die under the t-rex's foot <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um but and, and also uh the t-rex is supposed to die uh i forget it. it's it's a tree that falls on it or something right yeah it's a
2: tree branch which seems i have to say i feel that that is not enough to kill a t-rex <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i, I Unless it's like a gigantic it's tree, a I, I real know. intense tree. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a big tree. tree.
2: It's it's Arbor Rex. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a
1: it's actually a tree that's already petrified wood. <laughs> yeah, guys,
2: can I ask a question that may reveal my stupidity?
1: <laughs> why,
2: why early in the story do they tell Eccles to tear up his check? I,
0: I yeah, I I didn't get that either. Because I thought they were like rejecting him and saying "get out of here," but but then they took him along.
2: Yeah, let me let me read the section uh, just just to make sure that I'm not missing something super obvious. Where is it here? Here it is. Okay, we don't want anyone going who will panic at the first shot. This is uh, what's his name? Uh, I think it's Travis or the desk guy talking. Six safari leaders were killed last year and a dozen hunters. We're here to give you the biggest, severeest, real Hunter ever asked. It. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, traveling <laughs> you back 60 million years to bag the biggest game in all of time. Your personal check's still there. Tear it up. I, okay, okay. Reading it again, I guess they're saying, I, I guess it's it's going unstated. If you want to not do this, tear up your check.
0: Uh, so he doesn't actually tear it up. He, he doesn't.
2: Does. No, he, he doesn't tear it up. Okay. Okay. Reading it aloud, I, I feel like I've solved the mystery that I created in my own mind through <laughs> stupidity.
1: <laughs> you, you were you were certainly a, a good detective, uh, Kurt. <laughs>
2: well, well, my, my my initial thought was that they were going to use some kind of like time travel mechanic to get paid, like <laughs> like they were going to stop and like invest some money or something on the way back.
1: I mean, t- <laughs> time heist. Uh, they 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 actually go back before uh Eccles walks into the office and steal the check out of his pocket. <laughs> well so,
2: sidetrack that reminds me of one of one of the coolest time travel things I've ever uh I've ever encountered, uh, which is in the short story Young Zaphod Plays It Safe by Douglas Adams about uh, mm-hmm. about a young Zaphod Beeblebrox. Uh and he is he is uh captaining or he's working on a ship or maybe he comes to salvage a ship that was like a giant space transport of incredibly dangerous toxic stuff and one of them is something called eye rods and what it is is um it it is a, a potentially limitless power source that is made by going into the past and stealing energy from the past uh and it's it's banned in the future because they eventually become concerned that they are stealing, you know, that that the effect of going back and stealing energy from the past will, will change the course. It, it
1: it certainly feels like uh the 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 type of thing that you see in uh what is it, Baron Munchausen, where they're cutting the rope above them to tie it below them, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that they can finally climb all the way down back onto the surface um yeah it certainly feels like it shouldn't work but you know whatever i guess douglas adams made it uh, Hmm. hold up we're just having some minor difficulties we'll be back into the original timeline in no time (laughs) um so anyway um just to to perhaps um finish up so so basically um uh, Eccles, Eccles basically, Eccles basically, uh, you know, like they 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 do see the the T Rex. They're on the pathway. Eccles freaks out. Um, as we'd mentioned, he he has like a he chickens out and uh, sort of like scrambles backwards and falls off the path or steps off the path yep. a, into the mud. Uh, and then like basically Travis gets really pissed off at him, um, you know, before they leave to go back to their original time period, um, he forces uh, Eccles to go grab the bullets out of the, the, the T-Rex, uh, dig them out, uh, you know, out of the uh, bullet holes and whatnot. And um, when they get back. Uh, basically, the the sign which starts out the the story uh, is now sort of like misspelled and and sort of like very weirdly uh, like the 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 way it's written is it looks very strange and it turns out that after everything's said and done uh, something happened and uh, now what is it uh, Deutscher is Deutscher. now the that <laughs> bastard yeah yes. And uh, actually, before that, uh, Travis basically threatens that if if Eccles had screwed anything up in the you know in their original time, he would take things into his own hands. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there is a, a nice little um, sort of like repetition that of the title. I mean, I mean that's strong. Uh, the T Rex when it noble, first shows stable up, you know, they they describe it as a sound a, a sound of thunder mm-hmm. uh, when it shows up. And then when uh, Travis finally like basically looks down at uh, Eccles boots in the mud, uh, there's a basically a butterfly that he's crushed and it's completely, you know, it's like completely dead. No, mm-hmm. no chance. That's, that's what caused everything to happen. And then it ends with, you know, there was a, th- a sound of thunder. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh-uh. Mm. <laughs> There's a storm outside.
2: <laughs> so when I was a kid, <laughs> and I read this in fourth grade, I didn't understand the implication of the last line. I thought it was just like literally like a sound of thunder. I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> it's just a loud bang. Literally, yeah, literally. I was like, well, that's yeah, that's kind of mm. strange. It's a sound of thunder. And I think I read it like a year or two later and I was like, oh, but it, what's, what's funny is I had the same problem <laughs> with uh, The Most Dangerous Game because um, what one of the I, – I, I think there's a line that's something <laughs> like, you know, one of us will sleep in my nice big bed and one of us will furnish the repast for the hounds. And I didn't know what repast meant. <laughs> and I looked it up which, and I saw which? that it said food. And I was like, oh, so like they're going to like feed the dogs. Like I guess it's, you have to do like a chore. Like you have to go down and like give, mm-hmm. give you yeah, to dog. So, what's so bad about feeding the dogs? Um, it's and then the cool ending. Is, with the you dogs, know, right? it, eventually <laughs> it's like, you know, it was the warmest bed he ever slept in. So uh anyway. And I read um, it and was like, oh, I guess uh mm-hmm. I guess he got to sleep in the big bed after he fed the dogs. I guess. So anyway, uh may, mm-hmm. but but both of these stories, the implication is perhaps a little bit beyond uh All right. at least this particular like- fourth grader.
1: <laughs> we may have so a little bit of lag there. Yeah. Um in any case yeah, i mean it's, uh, it's I was going sure, sure, to be everybody's pivot to um I, the pro- probably one of the best known riffs on this particular uh on this particular story which is the treehouse of horror 5 mm-hmm. <laughs> was it was it season 6 episode 6
0: that's right yeah
1: um yeah well eh.
0: quick question before we we get there the the butterfly effect. Was that is that name taken from this story?
1: That's the thing that I'm I, I was wondering about because like it does seem to actually set up exactly what the butterfly effect like the, the effects of a butterfly effect yeah. in the story, right? Like this idea of like this um this small thing that happens and then it sort of pyramids out outward right. and casts this long shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, does seem to really say that, but I, I you know what, I'd I, I have to look it up. Um, actually, this was published in um in nineteen fifty two. Yeah, and um, because like the 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 butterfly effect that. As we know it, and, and strangely uh, uh, popularized in another in another uh, piece of media that involves dinosaurs, which is the Jurassic Park, is yeah. talking about the, the flapping of a butterfly's wings in one part of the world can cause a hurricane right. on the other side of the globe. But um, let me, s- I, 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 let me see if I can catch um, an idea of. When it first came into sort of like popular usage, because Mm -hmm. that is a great question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yep, yes, indeed. Ah. Mm -hmm. So,
2: ah, I hopefully you can hear me now because I was lagging. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, okay, good. So, I researched this earlier when I read it in the story, and it reminded me of it. Um, this is possibly the earliest, the earliest example of a butterfly being the thing and like cascading causality. But it doesn't seem as if this is actually the, the origin of the expression, which may be the Phantom toll booth. Um Or, or, but it's, it's, it's confusing and strange because in the early sixties, the phantom toll booth has an expression that's almost exactly this. It's something like when a butterfly flaps its wings, the breeze goes around the world or something like that. Um, but at the same time, there were basically studies in, in, um, uh, in like, you know, very early studies in chaos theory that were using this as, as a rhetorical device, like very shortly thereafter. (laughs) Um, and I think in like 1963 or like 1965, um, it's hmm. it it or, or it gets used for the first time, and then in the early yeah. 70s is is well, and it's um, interesting. Was that was a Barry seems to have or a presentation published all that, actually uh, at a sign. Uh, yeah, like 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 we were saying before you, you does you the flatbilled butterfly's wings uh, uh, in it's, Brazil it's set it's off the a tornado? The idea in Texas. that he
1: sort of really um, um, and so sort that of explains well exactly like you said, like this permanently entered cascading causality um, top, top effect that but it's confusing because uh, like lots of people for whatever reason like the us, idea of the butterfly uh is explained in detail like that that's the section that i that i read right <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a it's a little old-fashioned uh because it i think uh he he references its oily skin mm-hmm. a couple of times mhm uh, <laughs> but before no, we go to awesome. the simpsons yeah yeah like uh, can we it? talk about the dinosaur was that like the original there was understanding or something uh, uh, imagery uh, uh, and description uh, 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 of the dinosaur you got to remember particular. that like this is what 1952 so right. it's it's probably still um still believed like th- there's a couple things here that really tell yes. you uh um, with, with bugs that, one, squirming, squirming all over within it yes that was so cool that it was wrong you remember the man the the idea that the dinosaurs were so large that they had to have like ganglions, like second brains and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's mentioned in here as well. So, yeah, you know. That's right. Uh I think that they, they mention, oh, you gotta shoot it in the eye so it goes into the brain. Uh if you try to mess around with the second brain, that's you know, just <laughs>
2: yes, yes. <laughs> All this tells you that Ray Bradbury was not a hunter Mm. He's he's, he's describing like a contra boss or Or like an Elden Ring boss Like well you have to damage both eyes And that will expose the weak spot in the middle of the head Then you target that And that's where you deal the damage But watch out for phase two (laughs) <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what 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 I thought was really interesting from a stylistic level is all the machinery language that was used to describe the dinosaur. Um, because there's a lot of description that talks about like the you know the steel cage, the steel mesh. Yeah, the pistons. It says it's it's like a settling locomotive valves releasing the machine, the great machine shutting down and and like realizing that it's dead. I, I thought it was very evocative and unique. Mm. Um, and it's almost Mm -hmm. like again, like I know it's wrong, but it feels very evocative of stuff that you start getting later around. I mean, like in in Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park, they you know they they literally used um machine sounds um combined with animal sounds to to make some of the um like I I I forget which dinosaur it was, but one of them uses like like a bandsaw mixed in with like cheetah roars or something. Um and yeah, it's just just something about it that's very evocative and strange. Like it almost feels like he's describing a robot. Um and and I, I just mm-hmm. I, I love that strange confluence of of concept especially the comparison between like a locomotive yeah. and a team because now
1: I just ran across has, the, the part has that you a were describing is that wouldn't, it, it uh, wouldn't there is a little bit so later much. on like to and this us is where, a locomotive like, is quaint to sort of and, and old fashioned right? like, but you know, uh, you know in the uh, early sort of 50s like, uh, it still would have kind it out. of been you know and, uh, a fancy art deco way of traveling around the country it's armored flesh glittered like a thousand green it's probably more evocative to us than it was when he wrote it in the slime tiny insects wriggled so that the entire body seemed to twitch and undulate even while the monster itself did not move it exhaled the stink of raw flesh blew down the wilderness I mean that's like honestly even though like like you said even though it's it's not exactly <laughs> what uh, you know what a t-rex is is what we understand now. Um, that is a great description. Like, honestly, it's, it's great and it's sort of gross and it's, it's, you know what it reminds me of suddenly, um, speaking of like the, the insects sort of wriggling in its slime is like the, the, one of the coolest parts of, uh, Cloverfield is when, when it's just like close enough that like the weird bugs it's it that are living oh. off of it you know sort of like yes. jump off and start running amok yeah and yeah that was such a cool detail because it's like oh it's like it's it, its own ecosystem
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 is a cool moment in that movie i think that's an underrated
1: movie It 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 has its moments that's for sure um but but yeah like um so, so, so yeah, like, I think that, uh, did, did, you have any other specific, um, uh, phrases or, or, or parts that you wanted to, uh, discuss further about the dinosaur, uh, Kurt? Mm, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess he got him back into the machine for a minute. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So anyway, so. Let's, so- Let's talk the Simpsons because that's that's the you know that's the dessert here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really it is sort of funny, right? Because they, yes. they it's like what like a five uh, like a five minute sequence in mm-hmm. the Treehouse of Horror uh, episode, and it's like so so meticulously written to yes. get as many jokes as it can in is so so few so little time mm-hmm. god i miss i miss that type yeah. of writing i really yeah.
0: do <laughs> it's so tight and it just moves like a freight train and uh yeah so like i i i love the bit that like homer has to like he's like fixing his toaster
1: <laughs> and he's like time for a test toast <laughs> yes yeah, he, has, he has like a piece of bread in his in his breast pocket just for the occasion you know just in case uh <laughs> which is such a great like you like oh yes of course homer would have like a piece of bread ready to go <laughs> instead of a business card he's got like a piece of wonder bread in his in his breast pocket um And like immediately uh, the the toaster that he's, quote, fixed Mm -hmm. uh, starts glowing and it uh, transports him to prehistoric times. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And and because uh, he
0: knows about the butterfly effect, Homer immediately says, mustn't touch anything.
1: Well, no, no. He says, I'll have to refer. uh, I'll have to. uh, What was it? He says something about like basically a uh, grandpa Abe basically told him on his wedding day, if you ever travel back in time, don't touch anything. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll, uh, what is it? It'll alter the future.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: All right. So then, um, let's get back to the Simpsons treehouse of horror five. Uh, so yeah. So, um, a- a- as we were briefly mentioning before, uh, Homer Simpson does have a test toast, Mm -hmm. uh, piece of bread in his breast pocket because of course he would, mm-hmm. uh, and immediately is transported to prehistoric, uh, the prehistoric era, uh, whereupon he remembers a uh, grandpa Abe mentioning that, you know, if you ever get, uh, travel back in time, don't touch anything because you can alter the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> just, what? <laughs> this is the, the, the advice you get on your wedding day. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it is, I guess it is Grandpa Simpson, so who knows? That's right. It's good um, advice. It's good advice,
2: yeah. I have to yeah. say. Um, Eccles could have used it. Yeah. yeah
1: Eccles definitely could have used it. Um, so yeah, so uh, in, in classic, uh, Homer fashion, he follows the instructions for a grand total of maybe five seconds mm-hmm. until a gigantic mosquito buzzes past him. He's like, stupid bug, you go squish now. <laughs> <laughs> and he kills it. You go, Oh no, <laughs> he goes back and I, what's the first iteration? It's, Oh, it's the Ned Flanders is the, uh, is the ruler of the, of the earth. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. That's great. That that
2: was delightful. I really enjoyed that one. Um, There was a bunch of weird little references uh, in that one. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's a reference to. Uh, but there's a part where he gets reeducated and they send him to this building that says where the elite meet to have their spirits broken, yeah. um, which I, I, I forget what the hell that's a reference to. It's like an it's old a, sitcom or something, isn't it? It's a,
1: it's, it's probably Yale or Harvard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some weird, some weird nerd shit. Um, but, uh, Oh, Oh, uh, even before this, Oh, you know what it's from? It's from, um, there there was like an old sitcom called Duffy's Tavern, apparently, mm. um, where the elite meet to eat. Uh, but even before then, so I discovered there is a nested controversy, a mystery contained within this episode. The mm. first time that Homer travels through time, he's falling down the time tunnel and he passes uh, Peabody and uh, Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. And he says, wow. Uh I must be only the second non-Brazilian to travel through time. <laughs> and Peabody and Sherman say, uh, and like, oh, no, you're the third, actually. Um, And uh, I write I, – I assumed, like many did, that this was a reference to something I just didn't understand. So I go online to Google it, and I find a bunch of discussion about it. Apparently – Everyone else was as confused by this as I was, and for years, people would tr- tried to figure out what it was a reference to. Because there's th- there's nothing prominent with like a Brazilian traveling through time that people could could come up with that would have been referenced in like a late '90s Simpson uh, Simpsons cartoon, uh, I guess mid '90s. Um, and it turns out that the original line was "I'm I must be only the second non-fictional character." to travel through time (laughs) Hmm. and the writers at the last second changed it to don brazilian because they thought it was funnier and so even matt graining didn't know what it meant and people kept asking him like what the reference was and he finally cornered them during like a simpsons commentary track and they kind of sheepishly admitted that it didn't mean
1: anything (laughs) Uh, oh my god kurt you're giving me you're giving me a flashback and this is a, a piece of deep, deep uh weird um RPG, specifically World of Darkness lore, where one of we we had uh, uh, a friend of ours who let us just say he wasn't exactly the quickest on his feet uh when it came to like uh role-playing or whatever. Uh but was invariably funny uh because of the stuff that he came up with and um he was like a weird creature and he but he was from Brazil he was supposed to be like an eco terrorist character and so uh I remember that we were playing and you know all of us are like some sort of supernatural creature and one of the things that happens when you're a were creature in World of Darkness is that in general when you transform into your half creature half humanoid form it sort of freaks out the like your people's like human beings brains short circuit and they don't exactly because they don't exactly know what they're looking at. They are very suggestible uh, to like seeing other things uh, or f- completely forgetting about it. And so the only thing is that if you're like a, another supernatural creature, like a vampire, you would not, you know, in, in the lore of the, of the game, you would not, that would not affect you. So my character turns around and says, wait, you're not human. And he, Without missing a beat, he goes, no, I'm from Brazil, (laughs) 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 which has like honestly was like a a sort of like a tagline or a motto that we would (laughs) repeat to each other to make ourselves laugh for years afterwards.
2: uh Maybe that's why Jared Bolsonaro keeps getting quote unquote COVID. He's actually (laughs) transforming, and they're like, wow, what the hell was that? He goes, it was COVID. I had COVID again. COVID.
1: (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah so uh just uh, a brief brief aside because i you just reminded me of the the brazilian line just killed me uh anyway so uh yeah uh so he goes uh, and and the first sequence is like ned flanders is now uh ruler of the world like in a very sort of 1984 type of fashion mm-hmm uh, but everyone dresses as ne- like Ned Flanders. <laughs> it's just what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah?
2: It's great. It's 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 funny, and it's funny. It, 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 it had been a while since I watched any like Golden Age Simpsons, and I forgot how like. The jokes are so dense and fast that like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to keep up with them. And I was like, wait, what was that? Wait, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a punchline and like I'm not sure what it was and like I wanna stop and go back and think about what it what it meant.
1: I I also love that when uh, Homer makes a break for it, they release the hounds. He's like, (laughs) pulls out like uh, these Link sausages. (laughs) Ah, perhaps these sausages will help me. And he starts eating them. uh, The energy that (laughs) that these sausages will give me. He's like, what? (laughs) It's just great. Did you know that
2: you, you use the same tone of voice to describe Homer's actions as you do Severian? <laughs> <laughs> These sausages, I better eat some. Oh, I'm remembering Thekla.
1: <laughs> I am impressed by calories. <laughs> yes.
0: Our our two large oaf sons, Homer Simpson and Severian.
1: <laughs> Stupid Morwenna, you go squish now. <laughs> Uh, anyway so uh, so yeah so then he goes back uh, he manages to get back to to the house uh, and to the toaster and re uh, activates it and then goes back in time and yeah this time he's really going to be good and not try to kill anything and he's sort of like Uh, This T-Rex lunges at him. He sort of jumps and gingerly jumps over everything and backs away and then trips and sits on a uh, amphibious uh, half fish, half amphibian uh, creature crawling (laughs) out of the water.
0: (laughs) I wish I wish I didn't sit on that fish.
2: (laughs) And, and you know, that was a reference to. It's the incredible Mr. Limpet. Oh, I caught. Oh, is is uh, that?
1: Oh, yes. wow. I haven't seen a, that in a long time. I, I, I want to say the it's the Don like a, Knotts one, right?
2: It's the Don Knotts one. Yes. It's it's a man who has an unhappy life. I want to say he has like an unhappy marriage or something, and he wishes that he was a fish, and he turns into a cartoon fish, and then eventually he falls in love with a sexy lady cartoon fish um and then they swim away and that's that's the end of the movie. I only used to watch it for the cartoon parts when I was a kid. And I'm sure it was very annoying to my to my parents cuz I would <laughs> I would constantly fast forward through all the don not stuff and then just watch him being a fish. <laughs> 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 strange movie, but it's I mean, stra- on, honestly, a I, show. <laughs> I
1: I can't I can't fault you on that one, uh, Kurt. Like that 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 is exactly why like I was fascinated by the by that Silly movie because it's like, wait, he's a fish. What? Oh,
2: I forgot a whole subplot. He he also helps them find Nazi submarines. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> I, I was trying to remember. I thought it was um, I thought it was like mines, but uh, you're probably right. Yeah, it's, it, it it's is both. Submarines. I, I,
2: there's a part where he got. <laughs> where he guides a battleship like through a minefield or something and then he's and then he's helping him find nazi submarines that is that is (laughs) those are some
1: really good binoculars to be able to see that one fish um anyway so uh (laughs) now that you mention it the the fish does sort of look like uh the the don Knotts fish character design um and then he goes back and what what is the is he just like, is this the one where he's just like a tiny guy?
2: Yes. His, his kids are giant. For for some reason, their house is the same side and his, his kids are giant and they, they tear the roof off of the house and say, look, it's a tiny little bug shaped like dad. Let's squish let's, it and kill it. Let's
1: squish him. Hmm. <laughs> so he's like, goes back. Uh, and then, uh, I forget, is this the one where he's like, decides, fuck it. I'm going to kill everything. <laughs> no, no, that's the third one. Uh, this one, he, uh, the the t-rex lunges at him again i think right and then he sneezes on it
2: yes and yeah, everything yeah. dies like yeah.
1: a, like dominoes just falling over mm. uh i forget what what the seek was that the one where they they have like uh weird no that's the last one where he they returns? have like frog what's that
2: ahead. oh no so so the the last one is the, that one after the t-rex i believe he he goes back and um Everything looks similar except his kids are polite. They're they're rich. They're in a bigger house. Mm, Everyone's yeah. uh, the the baby has like a diamond pacifier. <laughs> like a diamond pacifier. They they mention that um his uh his sister in laws have died. Um and uh what is it? Oh, and they have a Lexus uh, sedan. Um, <laughs> but then he 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 thinks that they that there he has erased the invention of the donut and so well, he, he runs says, screaming away
1: yeah he, he says well uh, then i'll celebrate with the donut and it's like what's what what are donuts <laughs> <And> he runs <laughs> screaming away and they, oh look it's raining and it's just raining donuts outside and like, <laughs> that god was great. damn it <laughs> yes
2: there will come soft donuts <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: excellent uh and then the last one is basically he's just sort of shrugs and he's like, Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, because it basically uh everyone has like frog tongues and they're eating their dinner off their plates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> B- but donuts exist.
1: <laughs> but donuts exist, yes, yes exactly. And it is right. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So uh go ahead. Well
0: No, you go go ahead, Carla.
1: No, I I, I was just gonna say that um I also Like, uh, before we started, I also checked out. Uh, so, so there was a, um, it is very 80s, uh, a Ray Bradbury theater. Oh, it's from the 80s. Yeah. It's like six seasons and shit. It it ran for a while. And they have this, um, this story as one of the, uh, one of the episodes, like in season three or something like that. Mm. Uh, as you can imagine, for something that's made for TV, it's not, uh, Mm. it's not particularly great yeah <laughs> you like it, it, i mean looking at it now with all the stuff that we've seen uh it's 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 all right for the moment and for the budget uh it's just not very impressive anymore mm-hmm. um and it's obvious that like the the t-rex is sort of like uh you know like uh, it's, it's, they're hiding it, the, 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 whatever's the machinery that's like wheeling it over there, <laughs> you know, like behind a tree or something, so that, you know, all you see is the T Rex's, uh, sort of like, uh, front of the torso to, to move around and stuff like that. So uh, it, it's not, it's not bad. It looks very, like, obviously, it looks very much like what the future of the 80s would, you know, would have been like
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> the future of the eighties it's <laughs> the future of the eighties
1: well you know uh eckert uh shows up to the safari uh meeting yeah you know, like the the desk or whatever with like this weird um it, it's almost like a houndstooth uh coat with uh two-tone lapels like darker lapels and and huge like huge shoulders hmm So, yes, very, very 80s looking. Excellent.
2: You know, one of the, I have to say, one of the strangest things about the original story is how, there's, there's two things that stood out to me as really weird and strange. One is the emphasis upon the presidential election outcome felt like. So on the nose now that I just kind of like rolled my eyes when I got to it, where I was like, Oh my God, no, yeah. like not another presidential election story. Mm. Um, and then the other funny thing is how bad the names are for, for the presidents, where it's President Deutscher and Pre- and President Keith. Keith. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's President Steve and President Evil Tim or something. Like that. Like, well, also, I, uh, once is German, President yes. German. Ooh, President, yeah. sinister, <laughs> President German?
1: Well, he is the German german er <laughs> yeah uh yeah it 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 also brings to mind like what is it that future rama one was like uh, uh i am president uh, presidential king, candidate uh, james johnson and i am presidential candidate john jameson <laughs> yeah yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it's 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 funny to going back to something that that chris observed at the very beginning like it's it's funny how Br- bradbury's like effort into the stories is distributed very unevenly Like there's there's sections of it that are just phenomenally well written and well realized, like the explanation of of like causality and time and like the the evocative language, the description of the T-Rex. And then there's parts of it that are just like, whoopsie doodle. (laughs) I guess this is done. I'll send it off to my editor.
1: (laughs) Gee, Wilkers, mister, you really shot that T-Rex between the eyes, didn't you? yeah
2: <laughs> i i do re- really like and wonder about all the sections where people just say the subtext out loud yeah
0: like yeah. again the
2: the part in um the the part in uh in the veld where the parents are like are we too dependent on technology or in this where echo is like i'm too scared on a real hunt i yeah. thought everything was signed, but this is very different yeah <laughs> And, like it makes me imagine like Bradbury's editor being like, "Ray, come on, we've talked about this this is for this is for thirteen year olds Can you please just just put the subtext on the page, yeah, just put it, put it in italics if you must his
1: his, his editor Garth Marenghi senior, yeah, yes, that's right <laughs> uh, so." So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, it is sort of funny. Um, it, and it, it's, I, I, we haven't even like really uh, delved into like, what is it? The Martian Chronicles and stuff like that, which definitely have like a lot of that ham handedness in, in some of the metaphors and allegories that, that he uses. But yeah, like, I, I think you're right in the sense that it's very much sort of like that fifties era type of uh, sci-fi where, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's some interesting little flourishes here and there, and it's it is Ray Bradbury. He he can write, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you know, gee Willikers, these Martians, they they don't like us very much. Were they discriminated against back <laughs> on Earth, or or the part
2: in uh, Cold Equations where? Where uh, what's your name? Uh, is 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 Marilyn. like it, yeah yeah? Where Marin is like it must be because I'm just a girl, and the main character is like, hmm, it must be because she's just a
3: girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is funny to encounter that kind of writing because in some ways they're just like us, and then in other ways it's like. No, 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 we've, we've, well, some of us have gotten to where you don't need to put a sign on top of the subtext. That's like subtext dig here for the subtext. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then again, some <laughs> of us still, still, still do need that, especially when it comes to checks. Mm.
1: <laughs> Would you like Imagine to know more? Imagine still
2: using checks in 2055. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, uh, yeah, some people just still like to use, uh, the, you know, have their signature on stuff. Come on. <laughs> um,
0: so I, I do want to mention that um the the sex, the Sound of Thunder section in the Treehouse of Horror episode is sandwiched in between two absolute classic segments, uh the Shinon and uh the one where they're uh turning the kids into meat in the cafeteria. Those oh, are two I, yeah, I, those I, are I just, remember the
2: meat one. Yeah. That was fucking terrifying.
0: They're they're so good. Um that that's so it's it's a three out of three banger treehouse of yeah, horror like, episode.
1: Like those treehouse of horrors were really great. Mm-hmm. And 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 like uh, before, like uh, as you'd mentioned, Kurt, we we had we had been uh, discussing that earlier before you came back. Was like yeah, the the writing is just so tight, um, mm-hmm. that that it's like you 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 run across it now and it feels like so fast, but I'm like. Man, I miss some of those, like the 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 humor writing that way. Yeah, know? it's just yeah. like just joke after joke after joke. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, well, you can always rewatch. You
2: know, it, now that I think about it, there's a lot of Treehouse of Horror episodes that are that are adapted from from classic sci-fi and fantasy short stories. Because they mm-hmm. they also did uh, a uh, To Serve Man riff um, mm-hmm. based on uh, the Damon Knight short story and and or the uh the twilight zone episode that was adapted mm-hmm. from the short story mm-hmm. There's there's probably a few other ones too that i'm not immediately thinking of
0: well they did the raven uh like it's not an adaptation it's like it's they just literally did just, it. just the raven yeah just, literally uh, just the raven. i think it's the very first do, one
2: do, doesn't the raven say eat my shorts possibly <laughs> i i believe the raven does <laughs>
1: I think I'll begin, young Bart, with the thing that you've always told me to do: mm-hmm. eating your shorts. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, yeah, and, and Futurama too, like the, the the tales of interest, yes, <laughs> or the the
0: spooky door,
1: right? Is that the <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've entered the spooky door <laughs> uh yeah we one of these days we should probably just do a little do a little traipse about mm-hmm. uh some of the uh some of the futurama episodes as well it,
0: mm-hmm. it, it's also funny in the bradbury story that uh we we've developed time travel and what we really want to do is go back and just shoot dinosaurs
2: i mean it's plausible honestly yeah yeah
1: well, I mean, yeah, like so uh, one of the things that's really interesting about it is that the uh the the people who run the time safari uh basically they they want to basically uh run it very, you know, by the book uh so that they avoid any type of government inter- interference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they don't want to be regulated. <laughs> that's right, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it, it is funny how like it, it takes on this almost existential quality where they talk about how like well like this is their purpose. It's not it's not just a business. It's like they're I don't know, it's very strange. There's a strange sort of like there's like a strange sort of almost utopian ideology that I can't quite put my finger on to it. Like it, 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 it there's there's something to it that it feels like facilitating hunting trips is is like a purpose more than it is a business to them. Um and i wonder if that's just like a quality of the writing of the time if it's if it's a reflection of how bradbury thought about business or or just what it is but there's some there's something going on there that was interesting to read
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah all right so i i suppose we should probably if we have any uh last thoughts uh probably get them out now
2: can i uh can i propose a rating round mm. where um we can rate things between uh, on on their dino factor, and let's say between one and five T Rexes, where one T Rex is one of those like uh, those cheap inflatable T Rex costumes, and five, of <laughs> course, is is the Jurassic Park T Rex.
1: Mm. Okay, fair enough. I would yeah. give
2: this a solid four T Rexes, personally, in terms All of right. dino factor. It's got some nice dino uh, dino description, mm-hmm. major significant part of the story seems like bradbury really thought about how cool t-rexes are so i respect that and there's also pterodactyls appear however briefly so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's true i i think i'm gonna go with a three because the dinosaur while while you're what's true what you said about there's some real craft and how it was written and there's real thought taken care uh the story is more about the the it's it's less about the dinosaur itself <laughs> and it's more about the time travel aspects what, what,
2: what did the dinosaur think about all this yeah exactly we, we, we never find out
1: yeah no. Look, the the problem was that the dinosaur didn't vote hard enough okay <laughs> <laughs> yes um, so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say 3.5 in part because i do agree with chris that Upon reflection, um, the the main sort of thrust of the of the story seems to be more about the time travel uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. But but I will say that once the T Rex is on scene, it sort of dominates the story for a little bit and becomes the central focus as I would imagine and seeing a living T-Rex would. <laughs> so I'm going to give it that extra, extra 0.5. So it's closer to four Um, because yeah, I, and, and I'm not even going to take points away for it being, you know, sort of not exactly the T-Rex that we know now because well, you know, Ray was working with the science of the time. <laughs>
2: you know, you know, I, I think there's two kinds of science nerd. There is the Pluto is not a planet type of science nerd scold. And then there's the whoa, dinosaurs are cool uh, type of science nerd in, you know, enthusiasts. And uh, I think there's, you know, the the anti-Pluto contingent maybe would be unhappy with some of the outdatedness of the depiction. But, you know, for the real heads among us, I think there's plenty to like. I don't think you mm-hmm. have to worry about that. I, I mean mm-hmm. you can go off about Velociraptors being smaller than they are. Whatever. It's a dinosaur, man. Come on.
1: Give it mm-hmm. a break. All of, it'll eat you. All of them are cool. They're all cool. That's that's pretty much they're it. all valid. <laughs> all dinosaur bodies are valid. Yes. Um mm. don't 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 body shame dinosaurs, folks. Fossils in um, spaces. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh uh I suppose, what, do we have anything else? Uh, Was that our our lightning uh, dinosaur uh, raiding round? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, um, gents, thanks for uh, visiting or in uh, some cases revisiting this story and also revisiting the Treehouse of Horror episode. Um, And to everyone out there, thanks for listening in. We'll catch you next time here. On part side.
0: Well I'm a-